Hey, hey, y'all. What's up? What's going on? It's your girl, No Mercy here. It is Tuesday night, so you already know what time it is. It's time for No Punches Pulled with me, No Mercy. Some of you probably already know who I am, but for those of you that are new that don't, I am your host, Brooke Millbrook, formerly known in the fight game as Brooke No Mercy Deerdorf. I am a retired professional boxer. I held the WBC lightweight title until I retired. And I was inducted into the International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame in 2022. Me personally, I've been through some good, some bad, and of course, a lot of BS in the sport of women's boxing. Uh, welcome to my platform. This is where we talk the talk. And of course, we walk the walk. We're going to bring out the truth in women's boxing. You're going to talk to pioneers in the sport, past boxers, current boxers, even future boxers. We're going to get down and dirty, speaking the truth of what it takes what takes place behind the scenes in women's boxing. You definitely don't want to miss a single show. So make sure that you're liking, subscribing and sharing because you don't want to miss us live every Tuesday night right here. So today uh, we have a very special guest in the house. None other than Jill Morley. Jill fought as an amateur having 12 fights, nine wins, three losses. She is a master's national golden glove champion. She is an amazing director of many films, including the award-winning Fight Like a Girl. If you haven't checked it out, you must check it out. She was um, given awards for the film um, also by the WBC and the International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame. After she stopped competing, she started teaching young girls how to box, starting that in 2009. She started FLAG flag boxing, fight like a girl boxing because it was it's so difficult for women who wanted to fight to be able to find trainers who would take them seriously and actually work with them but we're gonna let jill talk about that so welcome jill to the show hey jill how are you good thank you yes thank you so much for taking the time i know you're busy 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 with the gym and everything but thank you for taking the time to come on the show i really appreciate it oh yeah my pleasure um, so to kick it off, um, we always kind of just rewind all the way back in time. Can you just take us back to the beginning? Tell us a little bit about your childhood and your upbringing. Ooh, okay. Um, so I guess I was kind of, um, a, like, I guess a tomboy, which you're not supposed to say that anymore. I, I was non-binary ish, you know, it was kind of like, I wanted to climb trees and, you know, run around and play with the boys and stuff like that. I always felt a little bit off. Um, and I played, uh, you know, I, wa I wanted to hit things. So I wound up playing tennis, you know, um, okay. so that was my sport. And, um, and then also I was very creative and I've, I've been writing, you know, my whole life. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My daughter, uh, actually both my daughters love writing. So, I mean, I love that. I mean, if you've got a creative mind, there's no, no other way better than to put it down on paper. Um, yeah. And it's a great balance with boxing because, you know, boxing is such an external sport and uh, writing so internal. It can be lonely sometimes, you know, yeah. it's, I'm really grateful. I can I have both in my life that I can. Yeah. Write and teach boxing, you know. Absolutely. I know um, my 19 year old. I know when she's always loved writing, but I know when she got up to like senior year and then in college, some of the stuff she she'd send me her papers and like stuff she would write. Some of it got pretty dark, and I was like, "Are you okay?" And she's like, "Mom, it's just writing." Um, but yeah, I mean, very creative, um, very deep. We'll just say very deep. 
Um, so yeah, she's definitely talented, but she she doesn't want to write or anything. She just enjoys it. So I mean, it's maybe one day, maybe one day. Um, so I know um, that you talked about in Fight Like a Girl um, dealing with you deal with depression. Mm -hmm. um, something that you know you've always dealt with starting at a really young age. Um, I truly feel um, like wanting you to be able to talk about that on the show because there's so like mental health right now in today's society is very, very bad. Um, my daughter has dealt with it. Um, I, pretty much everybody in today's society has dealt with it in one form or another. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about that, um, your experience with that and how you found to be able to deal with it and cope with it? Yeah. I mean, I also had depression from a very young age. Yes. You know? And um, now I recognize that now, you know, because it like people would be like, oh, what's wrong? Why are you depressed? It's like nothing's wrong. I'm just depressed and I don't know why and I don't want to, you know, you know, um, and that's depression. So I don't know. Growing up, I just, uh, you know, I just kind of suffered through it. <laughs> you know, I had friends and, you know, did that. But I did um, I did sports, you know, um, and that seems I think doing something with your body helps get your endorphins going. And I think you become addicted to exercise or something like that. Like, I don't think it's a mistake that a lot of boxers have depression, yeah. you know, and then when they, they stop fighting, it's, um, you know, usually it's a really rough time right after. I mean, how, how was it for you when, right after you stopped boxing? Well, when I, when, see, when I retired, I had got pregnant with our middle daughter that's now 11. Um, she just turned 11 in February. And so that was why I retired. Um, when I won the WBC title in Mexico, like for me, I wasn't making any money um, at all. Um, basically, I was paying out most of the time in order to have fights. Um, so it was very hard for me considering I had came back to boxing after I had my 19-year-old. My um, I still kept competing. Um, I raised, she was raised in the gym. Like literally we were at the gym every day. So after I got pregnant with the second one, I had already won the title and, you know, I won that in Mexico. That was a, a phenomenal experience. That was like the best experience I ever had in boxing was fighting in Mexico just because they are such big fans there. Um, I felt like a superstar. Like, I mean, everybody knew who I was and I was the opponent. I wasn't even the main person. Um, and I've said this before on here, that was my biggest payday and it was $4,000 for the WBC title. And I was there for 10 days. Um, so I didn't make any money by the time I took off work to go, um, and all of the expenses, you know, that you have to still pay for. Um, so after I had, I had won the title, um, my husband and I had been together for eight years and we had gotten married and I wanted a baby right away. So we just went ahead and, and did that and I got pregnant right away. So that kind of made the deciding factor. And I thought about coming back after, um, but you know, boxing is very dangerous. Anything can happen. And at that time now I have two children I have to think about. Um, I wasn't by any means too old. Um, but I will just wasn't making money and I'm like, y'all just keep doing boxing for fun. There's like no point in putting my body through that. It takes a lot of work after having a baby to get back in that kind of shape boxing shape is totally different. Um, but it was very hard and it's still hard today. And it actually, it's probably more harder for me today because I want to come back so bad now because women are starting to get the exposure and the money now. 
And I'm so every time I watch a fight, I'm like, man, why couldn't that have just been 10 years ago? Like just eight years ago, five years ago, even. Um, and I, and the itch is always there. Like I always want to get back in the gym. Um, I always, I don't have the time for it right now, really, to be honest with, you know, now three kids and my 19 year olds on her own, but now I have a, a one that's going to be two in June. So with a baby and then my daughter play is doing sports and stuff. Like we're always busy. We have our own business that we run a, a barbecue business. So I don't really have the time for it, but right now is when it really bothers me. Cause I, some of the girls I'm like, I can, I could beat them. <laughs> like I know yeah. I could beat them and I know I could be undisputed. Like, cause they didn't even have undisputed back then. Like right. we didn't even get those opportunities. So, and I mean, granted I'm 41, so I'm not, I'm not a, a young spring chicken anymore, but I'm like, I think I could still do it. So it's really harder for me now than I think it was when I first retired. Cause I had the baby and I had the two kids and I was busy and I still went to the gym. Um, but I did miss it, but I didn't miss not like getting rewarded for it, I guess. Um, I did it just for the love of the sport, but now that we're starting to get a little bit of you know, pay and all that. But then, then you think about it and you're like, man, but I'd have to have at least like two or three fights before I even get back in the rankings. And then I had like, they'd want to have to, you know, be back in the, you know, get the name back out there. Yeah. It's not like yeah. I could just go get a fight and that'd be the big payday fight. I had, you have to get back up there. So I'm like, yeah. it's at least a year probably or two. And I'm like, Hmm, I don't know. Yeah. Plus they want you to be the opponent probably because they're, they have their people that they want to yeah. raise up and they're all the young girls, you know? Yeah. You know, I'm friends yeah. with a lot of the OGs, like the girls who came up um, in 2006 and they're yeah, early aughts, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so many still doing it. I mean, Chevelle still fights, Maureen still fighting. Um, oh gosh. There's so many. And Melissa came out of retirement and Melissa Hernandez. I mean, she hasn't fought recently, but she had come out of retirement um, even Tish Robinson had come out of retirement. Um, I, there's so many. There's another one I that just fought. Um, I had her on the show. Um, there's just so many that are coming out from my time. And I'm just like, man, like I know I could, but I just don't have the time. That's really the problem. I don't have the time. Well, the other thing is just like, it, it must be hard because I feel like that generation of boxers is you kind of have to accept that you're pioneers of the sport in a way. I mean, yeah. there's pioneers even above, before you, but I mean, you are the girls who were doing it without any attention and without getting paid much. You just were doing it for the love of the sport, which yeah. is also what attracted me to the sport. And it wanted me to make a film about the women who did it. Cause I think yeah. it's fascinating. Like, why do you do this? Everyone's like, why do you do it? Why do you yeah. box? You know? And there's so many reasons for it. I mean, some of it can just be athletics. Some of it could be, you know, just cause like, I just say sometimes you just, you're just a fighter, like yeah. a fighter. Um, or people say, well, you know, because I was abused or because of this or that. And it could be, but who knows for sure? Because not everyone was, you know, Well, you know, and it takes a, I, I'll tell everybody, cause that's always the question they ask. Oh, you're so, you're pretty like, why do you want to get punched in the face? And I'm like, well, I don't wake up and be like, yeah, I want to get punched in the face today. I want to break my nose today. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like I want to broke nose today. Like that's not even the mentality. It's just, it's almost like a switch. I, I, and I tell everybody that it's like an on off switch. Like I can be literally like the sweetest person ever, but if you're on my bad, if you get on my bad side, it's a whole, I'm a whole different person. 
And it's the same thing when you get into the ring. Like when you're training, you're a whole different person. When you get in the ring to fight, you're a whole different person. And you have to be kind of like messed up in the head to like want to <laughs> like want to punch somebody and hurt them. Like I don't I wouldn't say like we're like mentally messed up, but like it, that's just really the reality of it because a lot not most people don't want to do that. But you know, it's just something in our DNA, I guess. I don't know. That just makes you want to do that. I mean, um, for me, it, it's the learning the strategy and the chess moves and like yeah. putting your head here and your hand there. Like, I love that stuff. Yeah. I care about that more than about hurting people, which is why yeah. I also didn't want to go pro. Also, I was way older by the time I finally got good at boxing. I was like 49. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I guess that's. I guess we'll just, yeah, stop. Let's retire. But, but, I had two older brothers. I was the only girl. So, like, I was always with boys. I, I played every sport there was. Like, I had guys for friends in school. Like I didn't have a bunch of girls. I mean, that's just, I mean, it's different now. Like I can be very girly. This just, that's just how I was. I was raised with two brothers. So I was just rough, I guess is the way to put it. Um, and then I was in the service. I was in the army and that's kind of, and then I started doing boxing in the army just like, cause it was fun. And they had the gym, they had fight nights at the place I worked at. Um, so that's how I got into it. And then when I got out, I want to do it just to stay in shape. And that's kind of like how the competing started because the coach was like, oh, you really should try the amateurs. And I got thrown into the gloves. Like, I didn't even know there was like novice or oh, like I didn't know the difference between I had been training like two, three weeks. And when the gloves came in Chicago, the Chicago Golden Gloves, and actually it was the Nationals. Oh, wow. And the coach that I was with was like, oh, you're too good. Like, we're not going to put you or I'm going to like, I'm going to put you in the open division. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Cause I didn't know what the heck was going on. I had no clue what was going on at the time. So he like made me like this fake book with this fake record. And then I fought in the open division. So the first girl I fought had like 80 something fights and I had never fought before. And she was like six, three and I'm five, four. I was like, what the hell did you get me into here? <laughs> um, but I did. Okay. I got second. So, I mean, I, I did, because that's just because of the, the not quit mentality, but like I was wore out, but I had to fight three times in three days. Wow. That was a lot. Um, but I took second and wasn't too bad, I guess, for never doing anything. Yeah, but that was only just the bulldog in me that like, I'm not going to quit. Thing, right. Really. Right. Um, Michael Orr says, I think today when it comes to mental health, we're, we're just more aware and conscious about it. It's always been there. Yes, I agree, Michael. Um, it has definitely always been there. I think we kind of just kind of like swept it under the rug and just made it like it was just like a rainy day. And we just tried to cheer up the people that were kind of down and didn't really and I, get I think it. what's helped a lot is that the Olympic athletes that have come forward, like Simone Biles or like the tennis player, Oh, um, Serena Williams or the new one. The one who thinks Serena. Um, yeah. I forget her name right now. Someone tell me. I don't know. But she's like Asian, half black. She's uh, really talented. They talk about it. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. No, she came out about it and she basically said, I'm not going to fight in this tournament for mental health reasons. And same right. with Simone Biles. So it's like, and then there's actually a documentary about mental health. Um, yeah. And, um, the swimmer um from the olympics oh yes um i know who you're talking about <laughs> it's like the punch drunk i can't remember <laughs> these guys names my husband <laughs> really gets on me all the time because i can't remember 
and I, I, dementia does run in my family. Like both my grandparents have it. My mom has early onset dementia. Like, so no. that could be a part of it, but it certainly didn't start in 40. Um, no. And so I said, and I took a lot of punches. I was just that kind of fighter. Like I would take punches to give a punch. So um, I said, I just, I'm sorry. Like, it's not that I don't want to remember. I just don't remember. <laughs> um, I forget a lot of stuff. But, yeah. but, but those, those people talked about it. And I think they made it a little bit more mainstream. There's been a documentary made about it. So it's not, I mean, when it's I made my documentary, it was not as mainstream. And I know, I, it was really kind of hard to put it out there because I made myself super vulnerable. And as it is, when you're a woman boxing, you're supposed to be tough in there. Like yeah. you're not supposed to say that you have any issues. Yeah. And so while I wouldn't say that when I was in the gym and I just take it and go, go through it um, on my own, I'd be like, why is this happening? Why am I feeling this way? Yeah. Um, and, and then was able to, you know, work through it once I just kind of, became gentler. So for yeah. me, boxing was a way to heal myself. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And for um, a lot of people. Yeah, it, it really is. And that's what I tell people all the time. Um, you know, you don't have to compete in boxing. Like it's just a release. Like I feel like one, it's a it's like the best workout you can possibly do from head to toe. Like you work every muscle in your body. Even I know when I first started boxing, I hurt in places I didn't even know you could hurt. Um, so it's literally for your body, it's a full body workout. So I tell people that all the time. One, two, it's very good self-defense, especially if you're a female, um, mm -hmm. you do not have to spar. You do not have to compete. You don't have to do any of that. Like just learn the techniques, um, even for just self-defense reasons. Um, and it's a very good way to blow off steam and release stress. Um, yeah. I have a lot of filmmakers who I, you know, writers and filmmakers who I also deal with. I got some of them fighting yeah. <laughs> or women who wouldn't normally do it are doing it, you know, yes. and want to fight because yeah. the way that I've been training them too is, you know, I'll have them spar, like just use the jab. Like, you know, I'm not throwing them in there with like someone who's going to beat the crap out of them. Yeah. Out of it, right. <laughs> it's like you're just working even just to like get the experience or the feel of it. Like, yeah. And even the other person I've sparred with lots of people that weren't, um, as good or experienced. And I would just do defense, like just so they could work on their stuff yeah. and feel yeah. comfortable um, and release that. That's so, a rite of passage in my training. That's a rite of passage. Yeah. In the beginning, they're like, oh, I feel so bad. I'm doing this. I'm like, no, you'll be doing this next year. You're going to yeah. be doing the just defense and someone else new will be coming and, and doing, you know, punching you. And they're like, absolutely. Uh, Michael also says, hey, Jill, your documentary film, we're going to talk about this, Michael, for sure. Fight Like a Girl is a powerful exploration of women's boxing. What inspired you to create this film and what do you hope viewers take away from it? Well, what uh, inspired me to make the film is all these amazing women who I met and the women who you see in the film, I don't know if you know them personally. Um, Susan, I know them. You do? Susan Merlucci Reno, Kimberly Tones. I don't know those, pers those personally, but I know who they are. You know who they are. Uh, yeah, I know more. I've talked to Maureen Shell. I've talked to Melissa Hernandez lots of times because we right. almost fought. We almost fought a bunch of times. Oh wow! It never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Never happened. I um, love to see that. But um, but I just wanted to see, like I was telling you, like why do they? Why are you fighting? Yeah. Because the men, at least a certain percentage of them, anyway, get can make a lot of money. Um, the women don't. So why are you, why do it? 
but right. it's like but it's like for the love of the sport and there yeah. is something very pure about that which is why i love watching and most people i think <laughs> even if they don't admit it like watching women fights because they're they're true they're pure yeah. no one's just sitting there going oh maybe once in a while but like tap 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 like no like they're fighting you know yeah. and uh, that's that's always what you want to see is this passionate fight and use the skill against each other instead of oh i don't want to get hit today <laughs> right it's just they're going yeah all out all so, around yeah um so i know and you talked about a lot um in the film about being basically you were abused as a child by your mom at a very very young age do you feel like that played a part in why you wanted to start boxing and and learn boxing from the trauma of your childhood I'm not sure. Um, I do know that a lot that a lot of people have that issue, you know, um, and I do know that I have a fighter in me and whether I'm fighting to like make a movie or fighting physically, but I'm also a physical person. Yeah. Um, I, um, so it's very possible, you know, that that is what it was. Yeah. Um, I know with the film, I mean, in the beginning of the film, I'm still embarrassed because I was so horrible part of it was because i was having those panic attacks yeah. and part of it was just like i just was mentally not there and um it, it makes me sad that um not really but like it by the end of the film you don't see that i actually got pretty good <laughs> like, you did you did you well, and you just started well you when know, you just started yeah i just um, started but but i mean later like um you know the like i i got slick i learned all this stuff and, and you'll yeah. never you know i have that on in the you know video thank god yeah, you did but, you did but, um, but the thing is i just i think you know the film is not about that and it's not about showing what a great boxer i am yeah it's about how the whole thing was i fought and i got through it yes, you know and you for did. me that was a win was yes. getting through my first fight without a yes. panic attack without you know any and and you know i did what i could i got in there i made it through all four rounds you know you did and then later on you know yeah i wanted to i had to win some fights so i did yeah. <laughs> you did and you did great um you did great um have you i know that you did still talk to your mom in the film about you know i mean she didn't really say too much about it um but she you did ask her some questions about that are you still able to maintain a relationship with her yeah i mean this is the thing like she did the best she could um she's had her own issues you know yeah. and so um, yeah she talked about that i think a little bit yeah so there's a lot of forgiveness there i mean i'm a grown adult i'm not going to be like oh my life is this way because my mom you know what i mean like you know i mean things well, are I mean, good yeah i mean yeah. um mine is no not all of us by any means is as bad as i'm sure what you went through but i think back in the day it, it was more um normalized it was oh. normalized and also it was a certain class i mean like we weren't rich you know we grew yeah. up in Yonkers, new york and like like blue collar you know that's how you discipline your kids you yeah know? i mean that's that's i mean my generation like me growing up me and my brothers um yeah we all got like pretty good spankings or serious but there's one thing but there's one but, thing to spank your kid and there's another thing like like she would lose yeah. it and black you know so that's another thing whole that other thing yeah um, it is i i just watched a movie um yesterday actually it was called like a good person or something and it actually made me think of you it had morgan freeman in it i can't remember if it was a new movie 
um i think it was a new movie uh but it he um was a drunk and that wasn't like the gist of the whole movie um but had when he when he would black out he would beat his son really bad and like made him go deaf wow um so like it made me like immediately automatically just because i had just watched like watched the entire i had watched bits and pieces of the fight like a girl before but i had never like sat down and really like watched the entire thing all together um and i had just watched it like a week ago so i mean it really made me like think about your experience um but yeah and the the son had never told like his fiance he just said he was born with it and it was just one ear but but he, he like he never told anybody about it but he never yeah. like it took him to like a year before his dad died to even try to forgive him so like it that's why kind of why i asked that question um if you were able to like kind of move past that but well i think too like about having you had kids young right yeah, yeah i had my first one at um like 21. Yeah, so did my mom. And I'm like, that that can't I can't imagine having kids that young, quite honestly. I don't know how you did it and how you were able to to like raise them healthily. Yes. I mean, that's part of it too, you know. Well, it's tough. You know, it's and tough. then having and then having, you know, anger issues on top of not saying you didn't say my oh, mom. Well, you know, yeah. You know, it's it's that, you know? Um, yeah, it's it's hard. Um, I yes, baby, I'm I'm on my show. There should be some tacos outside. Okay, when I'm done. Thank you, sweetheart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you did, um, I know, and we were just talking about this, you did struggle in the beginning of the film, but just from inner demons, I, I think, and then a lot of the trauma from the past about being hit, um, I felt like it was just when you would get hit, because you're training when you did mitts and you did all of that, like even in the very beginning, you were like spot on it was when you would get in the ring and you would get hit that you would kind of like freeze up and just go in like defense like mode like in I what just I I out of my body i would yeah. disassociate which is yeah. what abused people do right right so um, and in some ways i wonder too if like if i didn't get abused would i be a better boxer because i wouldn't have had to deal with the ptsd right and it took you so long to yeah. i mean i don't know how long really that time frame was, I mean, it's a movie, so it kind of like skips, whatever. Yeah. But um, it seemed like quite a while for you to really be able to get past the initial fear of when you got hit, like it, you just went into panic mode as a like backup defense, my defend myself mode. Um, but you were, I feel, able to overcome that in time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in time I was, um, I also developed a style that works for me, you know, I move my head a lot. Like, so I don't usually get hit straight on, you know, right. um, uh, lots of punches in and out, um, yeah. you know, kind of stuff like that. So I, I figure, you know, like I still will get hit, but you know, we all get hit, you know, but you have to train your, res your body response. It's like, if I get hit, I'm going to hit you right back. I'm not going to just shell up. Yeah. Know? And we have to teach our boxers that, right? Because that's that's the first instinct is they just do that. And it's like, okay, great. But like that's why when we, we're training them, we might go boom, boom, like right, you know, yeah. like, hit their arm and they have to, their reflexes to punch right away. Right. Train reflexes. So, you know, it's part of it is natural too, and just training yourself out of it. But mostly you have to train your mind because sometimes you just think, I'm never gonna get there, you know. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, Michael, I kind of didn't read your question on purpose because I kind of want to talk about it a little bit before we got to the second one. But um, he wanted to know if you can tell the audience about your experience as a boxer and how it has, has influenced your work as a filmmaker. Well, um, you know, I spent about 10 years really focusing mostly on boxing. And then I had my own like production company where I do short films and I did like, um, you know, corporate videos kind of things. Yeah. And then um, I realized I really wanted to do the fight like a girl movie. And then after that, I wanted to turn to screenwriting. And I think what it did is it gave me focus once I retired also, because I'm like, I'm not spending that many hours a day trying. That's the thing. You have to spend so much time. Oh, yeah. You know? And right now my fight is to get my movies made. You know, yeah. I don't have time to fight and like work on my body and like, come on anyway, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> you know right. I, mean? I, I want to be in shape, but like, you know, I'm not you doing got other things you're focusing on. I don't have a bikini shoot next week. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I gotta make a movie. I gotta be smart. Like I gotta work the mind here. You yeah. Know? You gotta work your mind and you gotta, I mean, you gotta make money too. I mean, yeah. you gotta yeah. make money. I mean, boxing isn't going to do it. I, well, I mean, I can't then boxing wasn't going to do it anyways. Um, so yeah. And, and right now too, like the girls are, you know, they're training at a young age They're and, and the, coaches take them seriously. Like I said, yeah. the reason I started training people, I didn't think I would start coaching people, but I noticed in my area when I moved to LA that the guys, a lot of guys wouldn't take the women seriously enough to teach right. them and really be like, no, hands up, hands up. And they wouldn't tell them. And so no. their hands are dropping. They just throw you in there and then just let you do whatever. Yeah. So I, I started you know, to help out with that. And then it turns out I, you know, I train people now I train mostly girls to fight in the masters. I mean, that's what I'm qualified for. Right. Right. Um, and then I'll train just people to work out and have fun. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I don't want to do anything else. Cause that's some, someone who's like seriously does this all time. 24 seven should be doing, should teach you to fight the amateurs. Or right. pro. But exactly. that's, that's what I do, you know? And, and it's, it's uh, yeah, it's kind of like a, a side thing. But in the way to answer Michael's question, I think it helps me keep going, keeps me helps me going forward as um and and like I don't stop until I finish. Yeah. You know, I mean I've always been like that. But um, the other thing is that I I got good at it, and I know in my mind that I can suck ass at something, yeah. and then get good at it. <laughs> yeah, they get great. So it's so definitely possible. So then, you know, when I start something new, like this, like a screenwriter uh, seven years ago, I started, like, I, and I'm actually I have a natural thing for that, that I can actually get better at it because yes. I just work towards it. And yes. I think a lot of young people just think, well, either I'm good at it or I'm not good at it. You know, but no, you just got to work at it sometimes. Yeah. Like some yeah. people are like naturally talented or God gifted for things. And some people have to really work at it, but you can still accomplish it if you work at it. It's just comes a little bit harder than some people. That's all. Um, but like with you, I mean, you, you still continue to box even after your first fight. So I thought it was kind of funny though. And did I get it right in the film you were talking about when you went to the gloves for your very first fight that you, cause you, the cutoff was 37. And if I am correct, you were 40. I was 40. So you, and board, I was, you fudged your, your birth certificate. By 10 years. Yeah. 
Okay. So, I, I thought, thought so, that. but I didn't want to just assume that. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure she just fought her birth certificate so she can fight at the clubs. I did. I like, didn't want to fight in the master. So I fought, um, <laughs> which is good. So I'm 40 fighting, you know, the, which honestly at the time, I at 40 and 41, I was still just as strong and just as whatever. And later in my 40s, um, things changed. Okay. Yeah. But, like, um, but yeah, I fought against. Uh, my first fight in the next Golden Gloves was against a Pan Am Games gold medalist because <laughs> there's no novice class. Yeah. You know? So I have only two fights. I won my second fight against another young, whatever, fighter. And then I didn't win the Pan Ames. And then when I moved over to the Masters, I won pretty much most of the fights. Yes. Yes. Because you did continue. You had a record of nine and three, which is phenomenal, especially, you know, starting late in your career um, and overcoming all the obstacles you overcame. And you did win the Masters Golden Glove Nationals. So tell mm -hmm. us how it felt to win the, win, win the Nationals. Well, first of all, Susan, who was in my movie, was there as one of the coaches for the New York team. Okay. And so I went there without a coach just because, you know, that's how what we do as a female, we can't afford to fly our coaches out, right? Yeah. Um, but Susan happened to be there. So one of the most amazing things was to have her in my corner. Like yeah. after this huge thing we've both been through each like I've we've seen each other's journeys intimately. And here yeah. she is in my corner, just smiling and laughing, and being like, You're doing it, you're doing yeah. it, you know. And just um and the girl I fought was very good too. She was very good. And and um just feeling like I accomplished, I really accomplished what I set out to do. And I I you know, I set out to win the New York Golden Gloves, which was not realistic at the time. I didn't know. Um, but I did win the National Golden Gloves in the Masters yeah. Division. So some you know, I got it's like when you set out to do what you want to do and you you get what you something do. better. Yeah. We'll just say it was better. It was better in some ways, yeah. especially because I had Susan in my corner and I met all these great women at the national tournament. I'm still friends with them, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's then that's awesome. Um, yes, Michael, or you did hear my daughter come in and say that they, there was tacos and I could have tacos when I'm done. Um, did you want a taco? I mean, I can mail you one. I don't know how <laughs> good it would be. Um, and then let's see, he says, Jill, are there any particular moments in your filmmaking career that have been especially challenging or rewarding and what you learned from those experiences? Yes. Well, one of the things, especially as a female filmmaker, is if I go somewhere and I have a male who's um, a, a DP, a director of photography, the, the owner will turn to the guy and say, what do you want? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm the director. <laughs> like, you should be asking me. And um, and that had happened many times. So that was a little challenging, but I learned how to deal with it and just kind of be like, okay, it's just cultural, you know, in this second. Um, another thing was the time when during Fight Like a Girl, when Kimberly lost her fight and I wanted to go down and shoot her, you know, what was yeah. going on. And there was a guy would not let me down. And after I'd gotten permission from the whole event, all access. I don't know why he was doing it, but I got so pissed off. But Melissa Hernandez took the camera from me and she videotaped a lot of the stuff that happened in um, in the room with Kimberly, which was great. that's crazy. Yeah. And then I snuck in there and then shot um, Melissa, you know, yeah. Going when yeah. she was talking. Yeah. When she yeah, was talking, yeah. when she was sitting up on the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so speaking of them, you, you've worked with some really amazing female fighters. I mean, champ, world champion fighters. Um, a few, uh, Maureen Shea, we were just talking about Melissa Hernandez. Um, you all the girls really. Um, but tell us a little bit. I mean, I, I know about all of them, but all of our viewers probably don't. Do you want to just kind of like a little bit, tell them about each one of the fighters that's in the movie? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, let's say, okay. Susan um, Reno won the golden gloves during the, the year that I was filming one of the years I was filming fight like a girl and she went pro soon after because she also is getting on the older side and didn't want to lie um and she went pro and she was actually one of the she was the first woman in New York I believe to fight three minute rounds okay um and she was just always like her husband uh, Michael Reno they they're they coach the FDNY boxing team which is really cool um I go to their events still they'll fight the NYPD you know it's it's kind of yeah. fun. or they'll fight teams from Ireland um, but she's really dedicated coach and just keeps moving on doing her things. Uh, Kimberly in the film, you'll see she was often brought in as the opponent, right? Yeah. Which you know what that means, right? Yeah, I've been there. Right. So she's a very, very good boxer, but she just wouldn't get the decision a lot of the time because she yeah. wasn't, you know, and uh, that's when I really, I learned about that. And I thought, God, that's so frustrating. And then more like, why do you do this? Like, yeah. you know, especially when like, it's not even fair. <laughs> right. Like you're winning and you're not winning. Yeah. <laughs> I know so, the feeling. And then um, Maureen Shea, you know, I followed her. Oh my God. I've known her now for so long. She was someone that everyone was telling me, no, you need to. Uh, yeah. To Maureen. And I'm really glad I did. I, I met her and she had her experience with million dollar baby with helping uh, Hillary Swank with the sparring and stuff. And then, um, became a really good boxer in her own right. Yeah. And uh, and then as a pro accomplished so many things and is highly, highly skilled. Yeah. And as you know, I know you talked to her. Is yeah, I just interviewed her a few weeks ago. Yeah, she's having a hard time getting a fight because yeah. the, you know, the promoters don't want to let their girls lose to her. Yeah, I've been talking to her since the interview and yeah, it's not, it's typical. Yeah. It's really, the thing is like in tennis, cause I, I used to be teach tennis. I play tennis for my college team. Tennis, the best play the best. That's how you know who's the best. Yeah. So why can't they do that? This Like it's a no brainer. Yeah. But the, I think a lot of the audience, the boxing audience doesn't know what's going on. They don't like that. Uh, fighters uh, are being protected. They're being, yeah. they're picking and choosing their fights, you know, yeah. they pick and choose. They basically pay for the belts basically is what they do. And then they pick and choose their opponents. I mean, they, they pick names that will be, um, look good on paper, but they know they can beat. Um, that's the type of fights that a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them take, um, for security. Um, and I know that from Maureen knows that I know that, um, there are so many girls that I wanted to fight. Um, and we, they would be the publicly announced. They were looking for fighters and we would call. And I was always the opponent because I didn't have a promoter. I didn't yeah. have the manager. I, you know, I didn't it's have so none of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, I never fought. I very rarely fought locally. I think like three times in my whole career, did I fight anywhere in the Illinois area um, for that matter? But I traveled at wherever I could get fights and I always wanted to fight the best. I mean, after I fought Mia, I fought top, they were all top five fighters, top five, 
they were ranked in the top five. Like after I, I was at your Alicia Ashley fight in New York at the Paradise. Oh, yeah, yeah, that fight was oh, that fight made me so mad just because I was normally a featherweight. That fight it was frustrating for me um, because I was normally a featherweight. I had been trying to get a different fight. And they were like going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then I got the call for that fight. And I'm like, well, it's only four pounds, like going down to 122. I can do four pounds. And it was for the WBC title. And I was like, I can lose four pounds. I didn't have four pounds to lose. That was the thing. Like I walked around at 126. I remember you looked very super lean. So that was like the hardest thing I ever did in my entire life was to lose that four pounds. Like I couldn't eat for like a week. Like oh, I was, I did not think I was going to make weight. Like I really yeah. didn't think I was going to make weight. Um, like the day before and the day of, I didn't even drink water because I was like, I'm not going to make weight. Like, and I didn't want to, I did. That was like, that would have been like the worst for me not to make weight. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was so stinking dehydrated for that fight it wasn't even funny oh like, that's horrible yeah that's horrible. um that's why i never like i oh i never i never fought i fought at what i walked around at period like i was one of those that was like i'm not putting my body through that one i didn't have a nutritionist i mean my husband knows a lot um and he's well-rounded with all of that stuff but i wasn't going to do those vigorous diets and i already only got a couple hours of training a day because I worked full time, like every, every one of us back then. And then I was a mom on top of that. And a you know, so I wasn't, it wasn't worth it to me. So I fought at what I walked around at, or I went up a weight class just so that I didn't have to worry about losing weight. I could do there. I, there wasn't time for it. Right. Um, but I was like, Oh, it's four pounds. Like it's four pounds. Like it was four. Yeah. But for women, it's another story. Yeah. It's, not yeah. like it's not. And so I was not myself at all that night. One, I was super dehydrated. Um, I did not get rehydrated, not even close. So I felt like due to the day of the fight, I still feel like I could have, I still could have did better. And, but she, and see that fight was so frustrating to me, which is just her style. Um, I know she. You know, yeah. she I, mean, I, I like her style. I mean, she's, she's slick, a sticky you know? move, but yeah. I hated it. <laughs> I'm a brawler, and I yeah. want to fight. Like I want you to stand in the center of the ring and fight me. Like, right. why? To me, in my mind, I always think, why are you in here if all you want to do is run around the ring all day? Because that's not fighting <laughs> to me. It's not fighting. No, it's not there's, fighting. A, there's a skill to punching and getting out of the way, though. Right. There's but there was, it was like, I was literally just chasing her the entire time. There was probably a hundred punches thrown the whole eight rounds or 10 rounds. I don't, there was hardly any punches thrown because she was moving the whole freaking time. <laughs> so I was literally, and, and if she threw punches, it was literally two punches. Yeah. Move. yeah. So to me, it was frustrating because I didn't even feel like that was a fight. Like I thought it was a joke. She's a great fighter. I don't take anything away from her. Like a great, phenomenal fighter. Um, I've even asked her to come on the show. Like I have nothing against her. I just, that, that's just my mentality is if you're not going to come in here and fight, then I don't know why you're here because yeah, you can win fights that way. But to me, it's not exciting. It's not fun to watch. I hate watching guys that fight like that because it's boring to me. Like I understand like it's the hit and don't get hit like, but I'm not like that. 
Um, so I, mean, I think there's a mix. I think there's a mix. Like I'm not going to wait for you to throw. Like yeah. I'm not going to, you know what I mean? Like that, but at the same time, I, I might faint and draw you in with something to do. Yeah. Like I like, like I said, I like the strategy. That's what yeah. makes excited about yeah. and you know and there's some that do it like like i like floyd even though he's a hit and not get hit i mean he didn't he wasn't in his youth i mean he was a like a punchaholic in his youth but as he got older but he still does it with finesse and he still throws combinations like he throws he'll throw five six punch combinations in between there sometimes and if he feels like it he will jump on somebody every now and then so it's not as you know like laid back but I don't know. I just felt like it was like the most boringest fight ever. Like I yelled like four times, like, just fight me. Like, what the frick? I just felt like I don't think there should have been a winner at all, to be honest, because there was <laughs> nothing happened. I felt Is like there a video happened. of that fight. Huh? Is there a video of that fight? Yeah, it's I have it on YouTube. I just posted it not too long ago. But oh, really? Oh yeah, at first there was only only had like a two-minute um like highlight or, or actually it was one round, and it was the one round where she hit me. Like I was coming straight in and she hit me solid. And then and the commentaries, oh, you can tell she don't have no power because she if she did, Deardorff would have been on her ass. Okay. Like, and so she got one good punch. But that and but later I had threw a hook and dropped her, but they didn't they ruled it a slip, which whatever oh. that happens all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean there was just I don't know. I felt like there wasn't a winner at all to be honest but it definitely was a unanimous decision i felt just even though i wasn't myself but i just feel that way just because it wasn't there was nothing really happened like i felt it was just blah i don't know what do you think you were there i mean i had fun watching because i'm looking at angles i'm looking at you know positions and yeah. stuff so like i i do like that i mean i also like when people just go in the middle and punch but again i'm like i'm a strategy person i want to yeah. see I want to see you go offline and, you know, hit her over here. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's stuff I like to, um, I enjoy watching. Yeah. Uh, I can understand if someone else doesn't. Yeah. For sure. Well, I mean, and that's why there's boxers and then there's brawlers. I mean, there's two different fighters. Um, I tried to do that once because my, my husband was always like, like, you really need to learn like better defense. Like, <laughs> and my, for like most of my career, my offense was my defense. Like I would punch so much and be on top of you that they didn't have time to set or. No, that works for people. That works. works. Like I was a pressure fighter, I guess is yeah. the word. A brawl. No, pressure's like, tough. I was pressure. And I threw bunches, punches and bunches. Like I, I threw lots of punches. Um, Like I could feel like I could punch forever, but that was just my style. Um, I did one fight um, when I fought Ella Nunez, also in New York. Um, that fight, we trained just defense because I mean I already had my offense. So I like I had it down. I did good. So we go in there and then the bell rings and like the first two rounds, like she never touched me, <laughs> but I wasn't punching, right? Because I was concentrating so much on my defense that I was slipping and moving and I was doing all this, but I wasn't punching. Like I wasn't ca like countering and, and punching or it's more like a drill. Or like a drill I was like, so finally after the second round, I sat down and I'm like, I can't do this because like, she's not hitting me, but I'm not hitting her either. Like, 
because I was so concentrated. I had to really focus like, okay, wait, I got to move. Well, I got to move. Yeah. And then I gotta over time though, over time it, you can blend it together. Yeah. But I just I like, know sometimes a lot of like some fighter, I have a fighter. She's just not patient enough. She just wants to get in and bang yeah. and she doesn't want to take the time. And I'm like, okay, you know, I get it. Like that's your style, you know, yeah. you know, so, I mean, had I continued to fight longer and like worked on it every like, yeah, of I, course. Ready, I probably could have gotten to where I would move. I could do the defense and then punch. Um, but after a couple rounds, I sat back on the stool and I said, okay, like I have to like start doing something because, oh, I just going to be a draw because nobody's hitting anybody. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if, if I had continued to work on it over time, I think it would have been a different story, but had never doing it before and really focused on it. Then I was so focused on it that I, I, I was, wasn't doing anything else because I'm like, as I sit down after the first round, I'm like, wow, I didn't get hit once. Yeah, and that was nice. Well, I'm used that's to right. boxing, is, boxing is like a distance; it's not a sprint, right? We got to learn yeah. all of these things and then put them all together. Yeah, and sometimes you can only learn them in increments. Yeah, and I told my husband, maybe I should just start doing that now. Like when we go to the gym, like just start working on that, and you can get some good. It's good core exercise, you know, moving yeah. your head and stuff like that. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, we did talk about it a little bit. We talked about after you stopped competing, you did start coaching the girls. Um, and then I think it wasn't probably too long after that you started the flag boxing fight, like a girl boxing. Um, can you tell everyone a little about the gym and the program that you run? Um, you do, you do have competitions and stuff too. Sure. I was in Vegas recently with two of the girls that I coach, um, Nadine McIntyre and Bianca Benz, they fought in uh, in Vegas for the Masters. Uh, Bianca won the belt, and uh, Nadine put up a really good fight. Didn't get the W, but was it was really good. Um, so I work their corners, and um, and yeah, and I have actually a group waiting for me outside to train. Yeah, I know. I'm sitting here. I just looked at the time, and I'm like, what time is your class supposed to start? Like right now, probably. Yeah, yeah. I pushed it an hour later so we could do this. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I still had more questions, but that's okay. I mean, I knew that it was going to be close because you had your class waiting for you. Um, let me think of, um, I'm trying to think of, is there anything like, does any, Michael, did you have any other specific questions that you want to ask her? I didn't get to ask all the stuff we were going to talk about because she ha does have a class waiting for her. She postponed. Um, so, or is there anything, tell everybody where, because if you guys have not seen fight like a girl you guys need to go check it out um it's not just about jill it's a literally there is a bunch of females that we talked about that are in it it's a phenomenal phenomenal documentary is what i would consider it but it's phenomenal oh, thank um, you. and thank you. and actually i didn't even want to be in it in the beginning it was supposed to be about everyone else but because i went through what i went through i thought you know what I'm not being honest yeah. if I can put this in here, you know, yeah. and I had to be extremely vulnerable and honest and make myself put, go into it, which I yeah. really didn't want to do. Cause really the other women are just so freaking amazing. Yeah. But, um, but at but least you know what? I think that's what made it great oh, because yeah. I'm, I really do. I mean, I, it was nice seeing the other female stories um, because I love like this, like talking to everybody and learning everybody else's story. Like I learn new stuff every single time I do a show. And I think I know the people. I mean, a lot of the girls I've interviewed aren't interviewed were like my time. So I'm like, I know everything there is to know about them because like I could have fought them or I did fight them or like 
but you learn so much stuff about people's history and their stories um and it's just interesting to me and that's why like i want people to like really know everybody's stories yeah and you're you making your own documentary so right here <laughs> yeah you can learn so much from it but i think that's what really made the made it so much better was you putting your stuff in there one it you were so vulnerable and people don't get to see that in most of us like we hide all of that um like i've talked about some stuff on the show like about my career and my you know things about my past and stuff and i'll and i'll continue to do that but it's hard to do but that's what makes things so great and like raw and like real i guess is the word well, the reason for it is to help other people. Yeah, and you that help is, other people. Yeah, that's the reason behind it. It's not like I'm oversharing because I want everyone to know this stuff. Yeah. I would rather you not know. However, yeah. there's However, people like, yeah, there's people like if me. It, if it helps even yeah. one or five or ten people with right. um, depression or have went through similar things or anything like that, or help them even if they want to be a fighter and it helps them overcome some things because they can use some of that as advice or I can try that. It worked for yeah. her. Maybe it'll work for me. Um, so yeah, that's like the really, that's the thing about it. Um, I guess, what would you say to all the young girls out there? Or what do you say to your girls? Like when they're coming in with similar stories or backgrounds, like what would you, what would be the advice that you would give them? Well, honestly, I'm an intuitive trainer, so I can see when I, even when I'm doing meds with someone, I can see from their reaction yeah. what's going on. You yeah. know, you probably can too, right? Yeah. So uh, I, I might hold people back from sparring for a really long time, you know, um, and then if they do, I just work them in really carefully because I know that's how I learned. Yeah. I didn't learn, like people are like putting me in with, and I was getting the shit kicked out of me, but it's like to see if I was tough. I'm like, I am tough. I'm not yeah. a good boxer, but I'm tough. So someone teach me how to box. Well, yeah, yeah can. you can beat me up all day long. I'm, you know, but I'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, that's not what I'm here for. I want to learn how to box. You know, yeah. so that's that's just you know, I want to learn the skills. I want to teach you the skill, and it, you know, whether you're tough or not, we'll find out. Because you know, when you go and do a fight, like, are you going to do one fight? <laughs> are yeah. you going to quit? Like, you know, we'll see. But and yeah. you know. So I guess just to um, what I tell them, I, I would just, when I'm training them, I try to just tune into the person individually and try to give them what I feel like they need that day. Yeah. And I start with the group, like, what do they need that day? And like, today I'm feeling a little bit of footwork because <laughs> I think I watched some spa recently and I was like, oh, footwork. <laughs> yeah. There's always you know? something. Yeah. 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 Totally get it. Totally get it. Um, well, I don't want to keep you to, I don't want to keep you any longer because I know your class is waiting. Um, tell them that I said, thank you for, um, being flexible and <laughs> letting you come on the show and waiting for you for an hour. Um, I appreciate it so much. Um, is there anything, I guess, wait, before we go, tell everybody where they can find you and where they can watch, um, your documentaries and your films. Okay. Well, I'm at Jill Morley on everything in the world and, um, and jillmorley.com. Um, and then fight like a girl. It's on Amazon. It's on YouTube. Um, you can just Google it and I'm sure it'll come up. Uh, you know, it, it's out there for a while. It is. Yes. Um, Michael or real quick, I guess, before we go says, what advice would you give to someone who is interested in pursuing multiple creative passions like you have with boxing and filmmaking? Well, that's a good question. I mean, 
I feel like because I spent so much time on my boxing, I didn't get as far as I wanted to go with some of my filmmaking or my writing. Like right now with the screenwriting, like I said, that's my fight. I spend so much time learning how to write, listening to podcasts, how to write, writing class, like talking to other writers, writing, you know? And right. I just do it the way that I was obsessed with boxing, the way you have to be obsessed with boxing right. in order to get good. That's the only way to do it. And um, so, I, so it's hard to have that split focus, you know? Um, I feel like I, I think I had to box though for a reason. So I'm glad I put it aside for then. And now I also have such a deeper well to pull from, you know, that yeah. most writers don't, you know, or filmmakers don't. But I guess, you know, you can do it. It's just, you've got to keep your focus on like, okay, this is our boxing time. I'm still going to dedicate time to my, my filmmaking and this will be this and this, but just keep in mind, you know, this is your boxing time because whatever you feed is going to be the thing that grows. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You just got to try to find the time to balance, I guess, to balance the two, but they have to be separate. Yeah. They have to be separate. All right. Well, tell everybody that I said hello um, and have a good workout. Okay. Thanks right, so much. I'll see you. Um, thanks again so much for coming on. I know you're so busy and I will see you in October. Yeah, that would be great. I look forward to it. Take care, bro. Take care. All right. Have a good one. All right, everybody. I'm so sorry we had to cut it short. Um, I knew ahead of time. She told me yesterday that she forgot that it was Eastern Standard Time um, and she had a boxing class. She did um, have them postpone it an hour so that she could still come on. She thought it was going to be after her class, um, but then realized the time difference between her time and our time. Um, so I said, that's fine. Just let me know when you got to go and we'll cut it there. I did have several more questions for her, but if you guys do think of any other questions that you want to ask her, um, I did not get through everything that I was going to talk about with her. If you think of something, um, leave it in the comments. Um, my guys will get the questions to me. I will personally ask Jill and get you an answer. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you for joining me. Um, yeah, Jill's awesome. Um, I met her at the induction. She's phenomenal. Um, but yes, thank you for joining me, Michael. I appreciate you being in the comments with me also. Um, again, thank you so much, everybody around the world that joined me um, tonight and every night on No Punches Pulled with No Mercy. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Like I said, if you think of any questions, let me know. I will answer them and or get Jill to answer them for you. Um, I hope you enjoy the show. Please do like, subscribe, and share, 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 share. Um, spread the word. Let's get some more people in here next week, okay? There's also now a donate button below. If you do feel like you would like to donate, it does go directly to me and my show. Um, if you enjoyed the show, though, biggest thing I ask is that you tell people about it. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Share it with the Boston community. Let's get more people up in here. Um, please do follow me also on social media. Um, I am at No Punches Pulled with No Mercy on all platforms, as well as Brooke No Mercy Deardorf hashtag No Brooke. That's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. TikTok, all of them. I have two separate pages. Follow me on both so you can see who's going to be on here every single week. Uh, I will let you know ahead of time who's going to be the guest on the show. Um, but then, thanks again, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in with me tonight. I will see you all again, same time, same place, next Tuesday at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time with the next episode of No Punches Pulled with me, No Mercy. But until then, remember, 
punch hard because nothing else matters. Have a good night.